0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, Healing is the children's bread. I love the language of the Bible because God speaks confidently. There's no, uh, you're not going to find maybes. Hey, maybe if you do this, you can have this. God's part is made up, God's mind is made up. God's very definite about what He wants us to have and what uh, and also instruction for our lives. It's not a half-hearted book or a wishy-washy. It's something you can base your life off of. But it says healing is the children's bread. Uh, for us as children of God, healing of our bodies is just as much part of our redemption and our, and our uh Uh, salvation as salvation for our soul, not as important, but just as much part of it nonetheless. So we're going to dive into some of these things today. This was a revelation that I have that's really helped me in my faith. You know, um, we talked about uh, watching closely to your doctrine and paying attention and deciding beforehand what you're going to believe. So for many people, they, uh, and maybe this is you out there that you believe that, Healing is something that God does. Yes, I know God heals people, but there's not a firm conviction and a firm, solid faith on the inside that Jesus is your healer. Oh, I believe God can do anything. You know, even people, there's people who don't believe in healing fully, but they believe that the Lord can heal every once in a while. There's a group of people that just don't believe. I don't know if I've ever met a Christian. Maybe I just, uh, I've just been in a good church for a long time, but never met a Christian who doesn't believe that uh, healing is for today. I don't understand that. You're, you go against the nature and the character of God to say that he just changed his mind. He says, we've got a better covenant. He, hold, he healed people under the older covenant. old covenant. He healed people when Jesus came. He healed people after Jesus came. But somehow he's just changed his mind for us. And, and this is a better covenant? Anyway, um, but deciding... Uh, uh, deciding that healing belongs to you. So, I want to show you from the Word where um, the salvation of your soul is actually linked to the healing of your body. There's quite a few scriptures that put them in the same category. So, take a journey here with me, and I believe this is going to build your faith. You know, the number one thing to understand is that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Let me read you this excerpt from this book, Christ the Healer, by F.F. F. Bosworth. If you are wanting to build your faith for healing. If you've struggled with your health or even if you haven't, but you say, man, I'm going into the ministry or, Hey, I'm, I live in 2019. You know, the reality is for us is we need the protection of God over our bodies. We need the healing power of God. And it comes by hearing the word of God. So I'm going to read this excerpt from F.F. Um, F. Bosworth. It's Christ the Healer. And it's, uh, the excerpt is called Faith Comes by Hearing. And he says, The reason why many of the sick in our day have not returned to their physical possessions is that they have not heard the trumpet sound concerning healing. Faith comes by hearing. And they have not heard because many ministers had their gospel trumpet put out of order while in the theological seminary. They remind me of a man whom I I knew who played a trombone in a brass band. At the beginning of a rehearsal, the boys put a small spike into the mouthpiece of his horn when he blew, his breath went against the head of the spike, making it impossible for him to produce much sound out of the horn. However, he went through the whole rehearsal without discovering what was wrong. Some preachers like this man think they are blowing their gospel trumpet all right. They have not discovered that there is not half as much coming out of it as there ought to be. They are not like Paul declaring the whole counsel of God. As in Leviticus, the types of show that healing was invariably through atonement so Matthew 8:16 through 17 definitely states that Christ healed all diseases on the ground of the atonement the atonement was his reason for making no exceptions while healing the sick the bible says in Matthew 8:16 through 17 it says, when even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were as, that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Christ healed all diseases on the ground of atonement. He healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, since it is our sicknesses he bore, his atonement embracing us all. It would require the healing of all to fulfill this prophecy. Jesus is still healing all who come to him with living faith so that it may be fulfilled. Since in the darker ages of the types, they all had the privilege of being healed, surely in this better dispensation with its better covenant and better promises, God has not withdrawn this Old Testament mercy. If so, we are robbed just that much by the coming and atonement of Christ. In Numbers 16, 46 through 50, after 14,700 people had died of the plague, Aaron as priest in his mediatorial office stood for the people between the dead and the living and made an atonement for the removal of the plague, the healing of the body. So Christ, our mediator by his atonement, redeemed us from the plague of sin and sickness. You know, it comes back to even understanding that God has paid for things. It's up to us to have them. People say things like, well, if God wants to bless me, he knows where I am. If God wants to heal me, he knows where I am. If God wants to, I believe he can heal me, but people don't link their faith. You know, when you know you're in faith, when you say, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm healed. That's where faith stands is healed here and now. We're not going to talk about faith is now. We'll get off. We could do two whole podcasts on faith is now. Um, But the first scripture I want you to see here is Psalms 105 verse 37. And it says, he brought them forth also with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. And then it says, Egypt was glad when they departed for the fear of them fell upon them. You know, uh, Egypt is uh, uh, symbolic of sin. It's symbolic of slavery, which is representative of sin. So the Jews coming out of Egypt uh, is the type and shadow of us as, uh, us believers coming out of sin into the promised land. And so uh, the, when, when God brought the Egyptians, excuse me, when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, he brought them out of Egypt. That that, that was symbolic of them coming out of slavery, coming out of bondage, coming out of sin. He brought them forth with silver and gold, and there was not one sick or feeble one among them. You know, that, Shows encapsulates uh, three of the main parts of salvation. The first is salvation for your soul coming out of bondage, that you're set free from sin. Another example of how you're set free from sin to do works unto God, to live unto God, not to remain in sin. None of the Israelites remained in Egypt, they were all brought out of Egypt. So part of being born again is coming out of a life of sin. It's coming out of the dominion of sin, out of the slave out from underneath the slave masters, right? The Bible says in Romans that sin is a cruel slave master. So God wants to bring you out of sin where it's not a part of your life. But when he brings you out of sin, when you when you pass from death to life and you become a Christian, the, the two, two other of the main parts that God does in saving your, in, in salvation is bringing you out of sin is also bringing you in a place of abundance and then healing your body. It says, and he brought them forth with silver and gold. We know the story that the Israelites stripped the Egyptians of their wealth, that before they came out, they stripped them forth. So they come out of slavery with gold, ready to go. What they ended up uh, using when they settled into the Promised Land all those years later. But they had, um, they brought them forth with gold. They even used that gold to to then uh, make parts of the the temple and different things, but it brought them forth with silver and gold. And so there we see the provision linked to our salvation. And then it says, and there's not one feeble person among them. Man, imagine that it's over Over it's hundreds of thousands of people into the millions of people, and not one sick and feeble one among them. This wasn't only that the 30 year olds and under came out. This was everybody. This is people who are in their 90s, 80s, 70s. And the Bible says because of the Passover meal, if you think back before they left, what did they do? They they ate the lamb. They put the blood on the doorpost so death passed over, and then that symbolizes the blood of Jesus. And then they ate the lamb. They they which is symbolizes Jesus again and so having the body of the lamb in them healed them it was that meal that actually quickened them for their for their journey out of the uh, out of egypt and so it's the same thing today The Lord dropped this saying into my spirit when I was studying these things, that if I'm any bit saved, that I'm every bit whole. And man, I would say that, man, if I'm any bit saved, I'm every bit whole because salvation, the healing of my body is linked to the salvation of my soul. Jesus is just as much healer as he is savior. Jesus is just as much healer of your body, healer of diseases as he is the savior of your soul. It's who he is. You can't separate his His salvation. You can't separate healing from his salvation. That's the thing. God cares about your soul, but he also cares about your body. Yes, the salvation of your soul in the long run is more important. If you had to choose between being saved and going to heaven and being healed, it's better to go to heaven and die early than to go to hell and live a long and healthy life, right? Same thing with your financial blessing. It's better to go to heaven broke, busted, disgusted, than go to hell with owning, you know, thousands of acres and rich and loaded, right? But the thing is you don't have to choose. This isn't a one or the other. This is something that Christ paid the 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 cost for. Uh In the book of third John, he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So there again, we have all three soul prospering is you being saved. Prospering is financial and be in health. There's the three together again. I want you to see this next scripture, Psalms 103, one, one through five, bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul and forget not all his benefits. Hallelujah. Serving God has benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. There's your soul. Who heals all your diseases. There's your, your body. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. There's your provision so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. God wants to take care of you. Your salvation of your soul is linked to the healing of your body and your provision. It's all in the same category. It's It's all in the category of already been paid for. Now it's up to you by your faith to grab a hold of it. There are many Christians who die sick, die of disease, go into eternity broke, never accessing what God have for them, has for them because they don't mix their faith. Do you know why you're a Christian right now? Because you mixed your faith with the word of God. It's only by mixing your faith with the word of God that you've seen results. The only reason that you're growing as a Christian is because you're mixing your faith with the word that you hear. And so people, oh, I know, man, if I read the Bible, I'm going to grow because the Bible's the word of God. And so they mix their faith. They believe it. But for you, if you say, man, I have a tough time believing that Jesus is my healer. You know, I'm happy. You know, you, you, it's up to you to increase your faith your, your faith doesn't increase with time. And so we see the next scripture here. First Peter chapter two, verse 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. There the two are in the same verse, the healing of your body and the saving of your soul. If I'm any bit saved then I'm every bit whole, man, Jesus is my savior, but I'm deciding to accept him as my healer. Many people have taken Jesus as their savior, but never decided that Jesus was going to be their physician. Make up your mind today. Jesus is going to be my physician. And don't just make up your mind, but begin to hide the word of God in your heart regarding this heal- regarding healing, standing on the word. It's impossible for me to get sick. The blood of Jesus washes over me. The broken body of Jesus protects me. I'm not I'm not only living from a place of, hey, when I get sick, I get healed. I'm living by supernatural prevention, by the body and the blood of Jesus. Man, I'm full of the life of God. The fire of God on the inside of me burns anything out of my body that's not doesn't line up with God's word. Symptoms are just a temptation to doubt, but I don't doubt. I stand firmly on the word of God. I'm healed and whole. If I'm any bit saved, then I'm every bit whole. I'm full of the life of God. If it can't get on Jesus in heaven, it can't come on me. I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. Oh, but Ryan, I, I, you know, I've got these symptoms. I've dealt with this thing. I've dealt with these migraines. Well, it doesn't matter. Your experience doesn't change the word of God. It's because you haven't mixed your faith. Well, man, I, you know, I believed it for a few days and nothing changed. Don't believe it for a few days. Decide to believe it forever. Man, even if the Bible says, so the Bible says, lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Even if I laid hands on people and no one ever got healed, I would still, I would still, first of all, continue to lay hands on people. And, but then I would say, you know what, it's not the word's fault. It's my fault. Let me hide the word in my heart until there's a greater revelation on it. It's up to us. I want you walking in health. I want you walking around laying hands on the sick. Before you, man, even if you're sick, you still lay hands on the sick, but you begin to hide the word of God in your heart for yourself. You are the healed of the Lord. Healing is the children's bread, it belongs to you. It's your heritage, it's your portion, it's your inheritance. God has wholeness for you. Oh, but you know, I've got this rare disease. If Jesus came and laid hands on you today, would you be healed? He is by his word, laying his hands on you. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Proverbs 420, my son, attend unto my word incline your ear to my saying let them not depart from your eyes keep them in the midst of your heart for they will be life to those who find them and health to all their flesh the word of god is health to your flesh i bless you today as you begin to hide the word of god in your heart i see you coming out of the sickness that you're in i see you coming free from it in jesus name